0: This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm Mark Berry. This week on the show, Emmanuel Sequera talks with the Soyuz Coyotes goaltender Hunter Arnson, North Okanagan Knights forward Devin Jameson, and KIJHL on ice official Melissa Brune, who recently received the golden whistle from Hockey Canada for her work on the international stage. The Beaver Valley Nighthawks broadcast team has expanded. I talk with Ben Phillips, the newest member of the team. Hunter Arntzen is next on Top Shelf. Jake Kessler. Watch
1: there by Ramponi. Shot through the middle. Great save there by Arntzen. As the initial shot hit a body. Rebound was sitting loose there for Keeler. Hunter Arntzen equal to the task on that one. Kessler down low for Suretsky. Saretsky top of the circle, takes a shot. Glove saved by Arntzen, no problem, and he hangs on.
2: I'm speaking with Hunter Arntzen, goaltender for the Osoyo's Coyotes. Hunter, welcome to Top Shelf, the KJHL podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
2: Hunter, uh, you had quite the weekend performance for your team last week. You helped them earn a pair of wins against Kelowna, one of them by shutout. Talk about how you felt you played in those two games. I felt good. You know, I've felt
1: pretty solid most of the year, but last weekend definitely uh, felt really good to get two wins. And I mean, guys in front of me played super well and super solid. So it was uh, definitely made
2: my job easier. In the two games, uh, what were some of the things that you liked about the way you played that helped your team earn the wins? I felt solid in the net. Like I didn't uh, feel like I was giving the
1: other team too much like hope. My rebounds in the corners kept the play pretty under controlled in our own end. Thought I played the puck really well, so very few mistakes on the weekend.
2: And uh, what was it like, or what did it mean for you to be selected as the top goalie for the three stars of the week? It
1: was a really big honor. Yeah, I uh, usually pay pretty close attention to like our league and what's going on, so it was uh, felt really good to see my name on there.
2: What are the things that you need to do well t- to play at your best?
1: I usually try to keep myself, like, calm in the net. Just play my angles and uh, just, like, uh, let my instincts kind of take over.
2: How do you feel that you've played for the Coyotes so
1: far this season? I've been happy with my year so far. You know, there's been a couple games where it hasn't gone our way, but I feel like uh, now in getting all the guys back from injuries, I just feel like our team's starting to, like, come together and it uh, should be a really good second half.
2: Talk about what has the adjustment been like for you from minor
1: hockey to junior a it's been huge you know we're on the ice every day minor hockey usually only practiced uh, twice a week is what we would do so that's been big you know moving away from home was a big adjustment it's the first time i've ever really been away from home so that was big i mean the play definitely faster facing charter hot so you just gotta come in prepare it every night
2: yeah last season you played for the swift current broncos the under 18 double a team how did that season help you with the way you played to make this jump to Junior A? Uh, it was really good. We had a really young group. We had a lot of skill, but we were super
1: young. So most nights I would face a fair amount of shots. So that definitely helped me like develop. Um, we had a great coach, Ken Woods. I'm pretty sure he's coached U18 AAA. I'm pretty sure he's helped with the uh, Swift Current Broncos in the WHL. He was he was a super good coach. I loved playing for him, and uh, he definitely helped my development.
2: And talk about how did you end up in the Kijhl?
1: I first heard of the league from like uh Levi Brewer, our captain. Known him for quite a few years. He's a good buddy of mine, and also Garrett Kirst. I played a couple of years with him in Swift Current. They're both out here, um, so that's majority of how I heard of soyuz And uh, just talking to Levi, he'd tell me about like any questions I had about coming here and stuff like that. So. He was a big part of me coming out here and
2: uh, talk about what have you enjoyed
1: most about your first season in the league. Obviously, the guys on the team—we have a tight group of guys. They're all—they're all great guys. My billets have been great; no complaints about them. They've been super welcoming and uh, made the process a lot easier. And uh, yeah, I'd just say like the people, like great people out here in Assouys, have helped me uh, make the adjustment.
2: That's Hunter Arntzen, goalie for the Assouys Coyotes. Hunter, thank you for joining us on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It was a blast.
0: In addition to being named goaltender of the week, Hunter Arnson was also named the Week 11 Next Shift Network Young Gun. Arnson in two wins against Kelowna, stopped 67 of 68 shots. Tristan Wheel of the Kimberley Dynamiters was the forward of the week with three goals and five assists in three weekend games. Fresh off the BCHC Prospects game in Kamloops, defenseman Max Chakrabarty from the Creston Valley Thundercats put together an impressive weekend, notching a goal and three assists. Let's just take a second to talk about Creston. They came up just short on Friday against Princeton, doubled up Beaver Valley on Saturday, and knocked off Columbia Valley in a shootout on Sunday. Creston appears to be coming alive. They're 4-1 and one in their last five games. Still to come on top shelf, Devin Jamison from the North Okanagan Knights, KIJHL on-ice official Melissa Brune, and Ben Phillips, part of the Beaver Valley broadcast team. My conversation with Ben is next.
3: Crow missed the forward pass. Watson's back to get it. Watson has his pocket picked by Crow. It's out front. Smythe has it net is empty here for the Nighthawks as they push for an equalizer they can't find it the other way and a good defensive play there by Caputo keeps it in out front Hanson way shoots scores scores! Hanson ties it up in the
0: final minute on top shelf the KIJHL podcast I'm talking with one of the broadcasters out of the uh, Beaver Valley Nighthawks organization Ben Phillips hey Ben Great to talk with you again.
3: Great, to, great to have you too, Mark. It's been uh, been a couple of years, but happy to happy to chat again.
0: Let's talk about your uh, arrival on the scene with Beaver Valley. You Talk about your broadcast team. I'm
3: part of a what we call the uh, the most dynamic trio of broadcasters in the Kijhl, John and, and Kevin and I. And yeah, I was you know fortunate enough to be kind of welcomed in with with them here this season. And tremendous, tremendous guys, John and Kevin, and we we have a lot of fun, and we're trying to build the broadcast up and, and have a lot of fun with it so it's it's been a been a great start to the year so far.
0: A little bit about yourself where did you uh you start because you this is not your first play-by-play gig uh talk a little bit about uh, your background.
3: Well yeah uh you know I started started way back six and a half years ago now with uh with the North Vancouver Wolfpack and the uh Pacific Junior Hockey League that was my first taste of of broadcasting and play-by-play and did uh two years with them and uh, you know, won a won a league championship and, and finished uh, third place in the, the Cyclone Taylor Cup, which was held in Campbell River that year. So a tremendous journey my, my first two years and then was hired on by the Trail Smoke Eaters and the BCHL and spent the last four years there. And then obviously, you know, kind of one thing led to another and, and then was able to. You we welcomed on uh, here this season with the with the River Valley Nighthawks.
0: Oh, yeah, ben, you're being a little modest here. You were a broadcaster of the year in the PJHL, weren't you?
3: I I was. I was fortunate enough to be awarded that uh, at the end of the the 2017 2018 season. You know, against uh, a lot of really really strong broadcasters in in that league, a lot of them that have you know moved on and moved upwards. And it was a tremendous honor to to win that uh, that year.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the Beaver Valley Nighthawks. Uh, even when you were with Trail, you followed them closely. You talked about that close relationship that Trail had with Beaver Valley. Uh, your thoughts on the season so far, because it's been kind of weird in the last 10 games.
3: It has been. It's. It's. They haven't been really this way that they were to start the year. And, and a couple injuries, quite a few injuries actually, uh, to, to some key players over the last uh, Ten or so games has kind of impacted the way that they played, and they've played some really close games. And mm-hmm. I think the first half of the year they were coming out on on the right side of those. Where in the last handful, there's been you know a handful of two-one losses or, or games that have gone to, to shootouts that they've just just get away from them. And um, I think you know long term they're going to be they're going to be just fine. They've got a really talented group, and a, um, obviously Terry Jones, the the head coach in Beaver Valley, has been. Been here for years, and he knows what he's doing, and and has has coached uh, a team to, to a few different championships. So, they've got a, a really good balance. I feel of, of veteran presence, you know, starting with the captain and in Caleb Percival down to, you know, some of the rookies that have made a name for themselves going to the prospect team. Will Caputo, Connor Drake, Nathan Sim have all been guys that have come in as some of the youngest guys in the league and been big contributors to, to this team.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about the Neil Murdoch division. Uh, you know, you look at 1-2-3, uh, Grand Forks, uh, Castlegar, and Beaver Valley. Uh, boy, you guys are really tight in that 1-2-3 uh, race in that division. Uh, uh, Grand Forks and Castlegar, along with Beaver Valley, your thoughts on those three teams?
3: Yeah, I mean, the, you say that the Neil Murdoch is uh, it's going to be in for... Another close finish, as it was last year. Um, mm-hmm. If anyone you know remembers how close it came down to the wire last year's Grand Forks, you know, winning the the Neil Murdoch Division regular season title. Always been like that with the Neil Murdoch Division. It's one of the the best ones I I feel in the in the Ki, and always one of the most competitive. And now you see it again this year with Grand Fork, CastleGar and and BV kind of leading the way this year. And there's not a lot to separate these teams and you know Beaver Valley has has gone back and forth with Grand Forks in a couple of games. They've done the same with Castlegar They, you know, had an early season big win in Castlegar and then Casper has come to Trail and had back to back two one wins in in Beaver Valley. It's it's so close. And then you know Nelson and Spokane are making noise as well they're coming up with big interdivision wins against Beaver Valley against Grand Forks and it just makes it so interesting and it's it's a lot of fun
0: Ben, uh, thank you very much for doing this Yeah, of course Mark, always a pleasure to chat Ben Phillips is one of the voices of the Beaver Valley Nighthawks 10.33 to go here in the first period it goes off a leg Anderson thought about going in on the forward check but he was on a long shift he heads back to the bench for a change bouncing puck comes to the line gets put behind the net each centering pass comes to Jameson. He scores!
2: Great heads up play! I'm speaking with Devin Jameson of the North Okanagan Knights. Devin, welcome to Top Shelf, the KIJ Chill podcast. Thanks for having me, Emmanuel. Devin, uh, you're back with the North Okanagan Knights. Uh, how do you feel that you've been playing with the team? Uh, I think we've been playing pretty good since I've got back.
4: I think the guys are really rolling here, and uh, we just beat Sycamus twice there. So it's a really big confidence boost since uh, they're top of the league right now. So we have been playing pretty good recently.
2: Yeah, that last game against Sycamus, a 5-4 win, you collected four assists. Uh, What was it like for you to be able to contribute that way against Sycamus? I mean, actually, yeah, both times your two four-point performances have been against them.
4: Uh, My line mates are really buzzing, and uh, the guys around me are really working hard. I can tell that they're really coming together as a team, and we're really uh, gelling. My line mates are putting the puck in the net, so uh, it's kind of nice to collect those apples. Who are you mostly playing with? Right now I'm playing with uh, Gage Farrell and Nolan Kelly. So those two are really helping me and helping the team. And Gage is really putting the puck in the net. Kelly's a big boy. He has a good shot on him. So it's a really good line for us.
2: Talk about uh, what those guys bring and like why it's working for the three of you to have chemistry to, to produce the way you are for the team.
4: Yeah, you know, they're two rookies, so they're new to the league. I mean, uh, Kelly... He was playing AAA last year, so he's skilled. He's got some skill and a good shot. Gage, he's well, obviously leading in points, so he's skilled player, and I think we just gel pretty good. We're still learning to play with each other.
2: You started this season in the Manitoba League. You were playing for the Portage Terriers, one of the best programs in that league. What was your time like with that team?
4: Well, it was a ton of fun. It was a great experience to uh, kind of get to know what they do in such a good organization and a winning culture. It was good to learn all those. You got to be working hard. You got to be always in the zone and making sure you're doing the right things. So uh, it's nice to bring that back here and kind of share that with the team and help them kind of do the same thing. And maybe we can figure out how to get some wins here.
2: What were some of the key things that you learned uh, from your time with Portage that, that you want to bring to the Knights? It's a big
4: league. It's a uh, big faster. And
2: uh, I just kind of want to bring the hard work ethic uh,
4: that you need to play the junior A level. How are you a better player? Uh, I think I've really um, acquired the role of kind of being one of the bottom six forwards, Just kind of being able to get the pucks out of the D zone, getting the puck in in the O zone and uh, playing that role that really every team needs, those bottom guys, those hardworking guys. I was playing that role in Manitoba, so kind of bringing that that to my game here with the
2: Knights. What are some of the things that you feel that you're doing well in that role and maybe touch on what you like about the way that you're playing?
4: I think um, I like that. A little bit harder on the forecheck, obviously throwing the body around a little bit more than uh, what I was used to. Making plays quicker, I've def- definitely developed that in a faster league and a bigger league.
2: What is your role with the Knights and what does coach Liam McConey yeah. expect of you each night? Yeah, well, obviously
4: with the Knights, kind of uh, the opposite of Portage, quarter, kind of the top six guy and obviously we need to score. Adding that uh, bottom six role to my game, it's kind of been nice to blend that with my skill and... Obviously, my line mates and stuff like that.
2: The offensively, what do you like about the way that you're playing? I mean, most of the time that you've been in the league, you've been able to produce offensively.
4: Yeah, I think um, obviously my passing is probably my, my strongest point in, uh, offensively. It's nice to have obviously line mates that put the puck in the net when I get it to them.
2: And obviously heading into the final part of the season, there'll be that push to get a playoff spot how do you want to help the team and keep bettering as a player we have a really young group
4: uh we got a lot of potential and as long as the guys keep buying in it's on me as a leader on the team to make sure everyone's buying in and everyone's rolling in practice and everyone's working hard every day kind of push for that playoff spot tight race in our division
2: Toko, what do you like
4: about this young group that you're playing with uh, we got a good group of guys i love the dressing room i love the environment. We're always having fun, but we're serious when we need to be. As soon as the puck drops, we're ready to go. I think we've got a lot of
2: potential with this group. That's Devin Jameson of the North Okanagan Knights. Devin, thank you for joining us on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thank you. I'm speaking with Melissa Brune, Lions person with the KIJHL, high performance leagues in BC, and she's worked women's international hockey. Melissa, welcome to Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thank you. Melissa, you recently uh, received the golden whistle for working the 2023 U18 Women's World Division B Championship. What did that mean for you?
5: Yeah, that was for Women's Worlds. My tournament this year is for uh, U18 Women's. It was nice to be recognized on like a actual kind of presentation. I've received a whistle before. And I've just received it. It's a silver one for a different tournament. And I've just received it at the tournament. And it just kind of doesn't have any, any effect when you receive it at the event itself kind of amongst your peers it was nice to be recognized and then on top of that recognized in my hometown where I actually started officiating and just getting some recognition from fans of the hockey world
2: what was the valuable experience you gained from working that championship
5: so it was a bit of like a process so um every uh late summer the hockey canada meets with IHF and they go through people that are licensed for international competition so that was actually my very first One outside of the rivalry series games, which wouldn't be considered international, but you're still seeing those international teams. So I did do the rivalry series in November. Got my feet wet a little bit with the caliber of hockey there and then went right into the tournament. So uh, the difference with the tournaments to maybe a team that runs like a regular season is basically the tournament is playoffs. So because the top team of that division moves up and the bottom team is relegated. So we have playoff energy right off the first game. And if you lose, you could potentially be. Move, that team that's moving down. So um, getting into like high level competition right away, short term competition. So only six days, I think teams played five or four games and just having like that high intensity energy and the emotion right off the bat was um, refreshing to get right into it right away. And to know that, um, you know, they're, they're competing just as much as we are as well. Right. So small mistakes or small catches kind of can cost you a game and on the refing side those kind of small catches determine your assignments that you get later in that week we also are ranked at the tournament to go up or down in terms of moving up to the next stage or moving down or staying where you are so a little bit of like heat if you will like right off the bat in the tournament as well and finding out what um the international standard is for positioning for um just skills and everything like that so adjusting a few things from um, our home leagues something for me was I had to drop the puck differently Um, so learning that standard and, and then being able to uh master it or just improve and learn quickly was kind of the difference between being at home where we get to work from October to February and get to make some real big leaps and bounds you had to leap and bound within six days so it's very different at the international level
2: So you began officiating in the KIJHL in the 2019-20 season. What was that experience like for you?
5: Uh, It was a bit of like a long time coming, just, you know, trying to get into... I actually had lived in Prince George the year before. So I was fresh back into the Okanagan and trying to just kind of find where that place was. I was fortunate the year before I had come down to visit my now husband uh, just on a weekend or something. And he had said, you should probably bring your gear. I kind of hadn't really thought about it. And then that was the weekend there was a, a slide, and a mudslide in Summerland. So I was actually able to get on the ice for U18 AAA in the Okanagan and see how I compared with some of the more local officials and where I was kind of ranked. And there was people there watching. So I think that probably helped me. And then I, I really, I don't think I really expected to be in the KIJHL that year, but I was able to like have that as a little benchmark and then do a preseason game and kind of work my way into the rankings there. Um, That was the difficult part, though, is um, I wasn't on the radar for the Okanagan because I wasn't living there. So I really had to kind of pencil my way in to the schedule there. And then obviously, unfortunately, it ended quickly on the back half of that season. But that was just like a good like, feet wet experience again just getting in with some like bigger bodies some people that are skating a bit faster hitting a bit harder and finding where i fit as honestly a bit of a smaller lines person as well and uh realizing what skills need to be a priority for me over the next season to uh work on being more regular on the schedule so that was um uh, like i said more of just like an eye opening season kind of getting the feet wet and setting the foundation for what was to come in the next couple of years
2: that's Melissa Brune, Alliance person with the KIJHL. Melissa, thanks for joining us on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast.
5: Thanks for having me.
0: Our thanks this week to the KIJHL broadcasters, in particular, Justin McCartney, Mike Fox, and Ben Phillips. KIJHL Director of Communications, Emmanuel Sequera, North Okanagan forward, Devin Jameson. Asuyu's goaltender, Hunter Arnson and KIJHL on-ice official Melissa Brune. We should also mention Next Shift Network and Flow Hockey, which brings our players closer to their families and friends back home. I'm Mark Berry. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. We're back in seven days.